Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. And away we go, Hour 3, Oakley Show. Great day for talk radio, 29 degrees. It is a warm one on the waterfront and a little humid too, which is why I was kind of fortunate that I took to the golf course real early before the humidity set in. And uh, so I'm feeling feisty about it. And I've got fellow golfers joining me here, but we're going to talk about uh, various and sundry as we do on Wednesdays with our roundtable. Ernie Eves, a former Premier and Finance Minister here in the province. Welcome aboard. Glad to be here, John. Glad to have you cooler here. cooler in here. It is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> then <laughs> where? At least. Uh, well, you weren't here last <laughs> I hour. I wasn't here for the last hour, <laughs> right, though. I, it got pretty it got a little heated. But. John turley Ewart, a risk management consultant specializing in capital markets with extensive experience on Bay and Wall Streets, one-time associate editor of the Financial Post and senior editor of the National Post. Johnny, how are you doing? Good, although I'm not sure if I should have a defamation lawyer with me uh, in the studio today. <laughs> you know? We should have one on retainer and just uh, pull them out of the wings, you know, <laughs> ring the bell like a leper with a bell around the neck, and uh, they come in and settle the score, <laughs> sort of. The referee, Peggy Nash, is uh, going to join us. She, of course, former Canadian labor official and former NDP MP for Parkdale High Park. She's in transit. So I mentioned golf. I'll ask you guys. I know you're golfers, avid golfers both. Uh, last weekend... Tiger Woods served notice that he's back. And at 42, uh, he may be running out of time to win a major, but he came damn close. He was in the lead until the 11th hole, and uh, then a low percentage shot uh, didn't work out. As we saw, he double bogeyed, bogeyed the next, and he was out of the running. But uh, the U.S. Cup, uh, the, the U.S. Ryder Cup team is being picked. They're going to play uh, this year. It's in France, I believe. It is. And uh, it's in late September and every two years they do the Riders Cup then they do the President's Cup and the Ryder Cup is a really really big deal yep. in fact I think you know the way they set up the matches it's probably the most interesting golf tournament that's out there but there's some folks saying wait hang on hang on because you get eight automatic uh, people get in if they're on the money list the top eight and then uh, there are captains picks and uh, so on and so forth till you round out your team of uh, I think it's 16 so Tiger Woods Johnny, let me ask you first off, should he be picked for the U.S. team? Absolutely should be picked for the team. He's great for golf. That's what I, how I would uh, characterize that. And you're looking at uh, you know bigger audiences, more interest, and frankly, uh, it's phenomenal at, at, his, at 42 and with, I believe, a fuse back right. uh, that he's got, that he was able to, to play the kind of golf that he's playing. He had to learn how to swing again. I mean, to, I don't think people realize the comeback story there. It is an incredible comeback story. You know, personal, uh, you know, problems in his life, all the, you know, the issues with, you know, being pulled over by the police and so forth, and now he's back. It's a great story. I agree with you. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Metal toughness, resilience, all the way. And, you know, of course, uh, he's a physical specimen, too. Doesn't have, uh, say, the intimidating presence he once had. But, Ernie, I'll ask you again. You're steeped in this whole golf thing. Uh, If you were the captain, Jim Furyk's the captain, by the way. He'll be here for the Canadian Open. Starts tomorrow at Glen Abbey. Uh, should Tiger be picked for the U.S. Ryder Cup team? I think it's too early to say. I think you have to see what's going to happen. John said next... right away, yes, unequivocal. Well, I, I, I'm not John. Uh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> oh, now we got two more guys ready to go at it. No, seriously, he's ranked, I think, 20th now. I think it's right. the top 10 make it. It's not 16. It's either 10 or 12. 
And uh, I think you get two captains picks on the U.S. team, and I think the other the European team they have four captains picks, and eight guys get in automatically. Anyway, nevertheless, there are many people ranked above him, some of whom played very well this past weekend and finished ahead of him in the tournament, like Kevin Kisner, uh, Chapel. There's Finau, uh, Shoffley. They all are ranked higher than Tiger Woods is, right. and they all play just as well or better than he did in the British Open. So it's nice that he's back. I agree. Look, at I played with Tiger once, and the year he won the Canadian Open here at Glen Abbey in 2000. He's a heck of a nice guy. I had a great time with him. But I think, like anybody else, he has to make the team on his own merit. And uh, right now he's got a few guys in front of him. Now, having said that, if he plays really well in the next two tournaments he's playing in, one of which is the PGA, uh, I think then he deserve, he's, he deserves every consideration now. But right now, if I was the captain of the team, would I be picking him? No. You wouldn't. Uh, see, but but I might two, two tournaments from now. A lot can change, as you know. So you're going in straight. In politics in two weeks. Straight and, on. Uh, sorry, on, on, in, in golf in two weeks. But if you look at Tiger Woods' match play record, it ain't great. He has not been a great match play player on the Ryder Cup teams or the President Cup teams. He's sort of much of an individual as opposed to a team player. Right. Now, mind you, he's matured a lot, and he is one of the associate or assistant captains on this year's team. Right. I guess they figured he wasn't going to play, but he might play now. He might play his way into it, and more power to him. All right, so that's the way you pick a team, rather than somebody who's a, a transformative, inspirational Like you get Sammy Snead, is he still alive? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> didn't you play with him at one time when know, he was I here in Canada? So for the, Even well, that was before my time. By so. the way, Tiger didn't cheat when you played with him, right? No, he just definitely did not. No, and uh, everything, was he, like, amazing to, to play oh, with? Oh, he was, he was a great guy. It was like it was a Saturday morning, you know, game amongst the guys at the club, and he was helping us line up putts, kibitzing all the way around the golf course, and uh, took us to lunch afterwards, which was great. Really? But... Did he actually, you know, do things that would impress you? Because you know how the golf game. Can oh yeah, be, what, uh, what really impressed me about him was he hits his driver, but as high as you and I would hit our wedges, it goes straight up. But the difference is, it goes about three hundred fifty <laughs> yards. <laughs> is that right? Eh? Yeah, yeah um, there's a different trajectory, I mean, yeah, is what you're saying. Amazing, amazing shots he could pull off, and the, and the sound of the ball coming off the club. These guys. Oh yeah, it's 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 quite something. It's like there's a vapor trail. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just wanted to check that you legitimately played with him. <laughs> uh, I actually I, beat him on the back nine. No, you up. didn't. Yes, I did. I what shot. A- I shot forty six, thirty six, and uh, he and I had a lot of fun on the back nine. Let me put it that well, way. Well, he must have had an exceptional amount of fun. Uh, was he drinking? I mean, you beat him on the back nine. <laughs> no, but to be fair, he's trying different shots from different sure he's places. Hitting it left handed. You know, right. No, it, that wasn't that bad. But. Uh. Anyway, it was it was interesting. I really enjoyed it. It All was right. thoroughly enjoyable. Well, 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 Johnny, I think we know now how hard it was to get in an Ernie E's cabinet. I mean, you can like have a great day <laughs> of golf with him, you know, with Ernie, impress him, and everything else, but he ain't getting on the team until you prove yourself. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, that's that's it. He doesn't care about these transformative figures who are inspirational and maybe are bring a lot of intangibles into uh, the equation. Fair He'd enough. Be great for ratings. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> well, listen, uh, you know, before uh, Peggy gets here, I thought we'd get that one out of the way. Talk some golf, but. <laughs> Here's the other thing. You mentioned the cabinet. Doug Ford, uh, they're going full tilt here. Today, they've announced the passage of the Urgent Priorities Act. Is that how it works? Everything has to have a name there, Ernie? Is that what you guys used to do? Well, everything has to have a name. There's usually a long-term name of the act and a short, you know, shortened sort of nickname definition of, an, of every piece of legislation. 
All right. He says the House is going to continue sitting this summer for two to three more weeks. As we continue to move this province forward, more details surrounding our legislative calendar in the near future. But here's the, the question. Hi, Peggy. Come on in. Sit down. Well, we were just talking about golf. Oh, good. I, I, my timing was great. Yeah, that's what we were hoping. Yeah, actually. Uh, so that being said, now we're talking politics. So right into your wheelhouse. Yeah, good. And uh, the case uh, of Doug Ford, uh, where they're going to uh, continue on with the legislative session for two to three more weeks, because they are very much in earnest that they've got things that uh, they hope to accomplish, and they... Uh, put this under the heading of the Urgent Priorities Act. There was an interesting uh, report that came out today from the new financial accountability officer, where he said that uh, about uh, 11% of the province's salaried workers are government employees. And uh, they uh, draw a collective $41.4 billion in salary and wages. I thought it was the same thing, but nonetheless, uh, let's just say uh, that this is uh, a fairly stiff part of the overall budget, which I think is like $152 billion. And uh, the question arises whether Doug Ford could do uh, some of the things he's promising to do, you know, tax cuts and so on and so forth, without letting people go. Johnny, I'll start with you here, give Peggy some time to uh, just settle in. But uh, the other thing I'd asked the panel last hour, if Ford sort of went back on his campaign promise and said, look, you know, after ne- examining the books and uh, surprise, surprise, uh, we just might have to tweak things here and let some people go. You think he could sell that politically? Uh, let me channel Peggy here. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's not going to work. Uh, he, he ran on a platform where attrition was going to uh, be the tool used uh, to uh, reduce uh, the size of the civil service, meaning that your natural you know, change in, in employment where people retire, people go off to other jobs and not replacing them. I think he's got to stick with that. I think that was a centrist position. It certainly differentiated the Tories from uh, when Hudak ran and made that error of saying they were going to get rid of 100,000 people. Error? Um, (laughs) uh, Unforced error. Well, indeed. Um, So I I would say absolutely not. I think he's got to stick with the plan. Ernie, would you agree he's got to stick with the plan? Yes, I, I would agree. And by the way, uh, in the Harris government, we reduced the size of the Ontario government public sector number of employees by some 20,000 people. We never fired a single person. You can do it by attrition. There's uh, anywhere between 3,500 and as many as 8,000 uh, Ontario public servants retire every year. Now, you can't just say I'm not replacing everybody because you have to have certain basic things have to be done. And you actually have to restructure how different ministries or agencies work. But yes, it it, it, it can be done without firing anybody. You don't have to say, well, you're all right. All so attrition, though, if you're not replacing them, uh, is that the right route to take? And is that kind of not the same as firing, Peggy? Well, it's not the same as firing. It's different if someone elects to take their retirement or leaves for some other reason. But, you know... Uh, Premier Ford, during the election campaign, was was questioned quite vigorously about how is he going to keep his pledge to find $6 billion a year in efficiencies and uh, not affect services. And he was asked point blank, what, you know, how many teachers and nurses and hospital workers is he going to lay off? And he said none. So, uh, I mean, he ran on that. He can't go back on that All right, now. but do you think it's doable? Look, here's the other stat. 88,000 people out of 650,000 public servants in Ontario, 88,000 are employed in public administration in government ministries. Are they expendable? 
Well, you know, do you want to... Is that where the inefficiencies lie? You want to get your birth certificate? Do you want to get your driver's license? It's, you know, the the reason there's so many people is because what governments do is deliver services. And when people don't get Efficiently? those services... Well, you know, I think every government that has run, boy, back decades, has been saying they're going to find efficiencies and has reviewed budgets and said that they were going to, quote, unquote, cut waste... And then what happens is suddenly we don't have enough nurses and doctors and people are screaming. They're not getting the services that they need. So I think you need to be very careful that one person's uh, uh, view of too much fat might be, you know, your your mother's um, need for a hospital bed when she gets ill. So you is have it really? to be careful. Is it, is it going to be that or is it, you know, in the service Ontario kiosk, there might be four people instead of five and you have to wait the extra... 12 minutes. Yeah, I think we have this vision that there's a lot of people just sitting around filing their nails in government. Any any government um, interaction I've had, mm. it's people are working fairly hard, pretty hard, hard, and, they're, um, and there's always lineups. So, I mean, Ernie's smiling. I know that was a promise he had. <laughs> he's not smiling, he's biting his tongue. <laughs> but, you know, listen, are there, are there more efficient ways to use tax dollars, you can always look and see. You know, we didn't need as big a cabinet as the Liberals had. Was there waste there? Yes. So I think every government has to do due diligence and review the budgets and be good stewards of taxpayers' dollars. But you need to be careful about not cutting into services. All right. Uh, Let's come back. We'll continue to flesh this one out. There's a lot more I wanted to get to. Uh, You know, some of the things involved, Doug Ford, others involved, the situation in town with the, the guns, of course, and the city council voting overwhelmingly last night to ban them in toronto whether or not you'd be in favor of that we'll find out all that with our round table ernie eves john turley ewart and peggy nash in a moment on the oakley show global news radio 640 toronto